We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're back. Light Years Podcast. I almost forgot how to do the intro because it's been so long. Andy Lou, Samus Fendiari. How we doing, man? Oh, it's good to be back. Summer break is over. I, I you know, like like Clay, I just, I just was out in the sun in Qatar all day, all summer. <laughs> um, no, man, I'm, I'm excited. We're, uh, we're on a new network this year, uh, Blue Wire. Um Blue Wire uh, Network's going to have kind of pods for all your favorite teams, market by market, starting with the Bay Area. Um, and we will be on the same iTunes channel, and you can find us on Google Play, Spotify, and, you know, all our spots. But with that said... Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. We got to give a little bit more shout-out to Kevin Jones. Come on now. Get a little love. Go love to man to the man who who's kind of who hit us up at you know at the end of last season and said you know we're gonna try to blow up you know the local media market so you know, shout out to the guy for for helping us out here. Shout out Kevin Jones. <laughs> All right. With that said, we All got right. we got Bonte Hill coming on later, so we're gonna probably save the Warrior stuff um, for the second half. But I think we gotta do a little little recap of summer vacation. Uh, some things happened in the NBA. Uh, there was a lot of improvement on Instagram Live, from what I could see. <laughs> um, just there was not a mailman in the entire United States could stand from the Carmelo Anthony. Um, I don't know. I, LeBron was. Did you see? Did you see? Sorry, I'm gonna cut you off here. Did you see Melo's? Did you see his body? Did you see his? <laughs> And it's the most I've ever related to Melo. <laughs> <laughs> to it, to an athlete, it's bad. Yeah, it's like if, uh, it's it's dad bod status. It's like 
it, that's the guy you expect to stay in front of, like, or to guard, like, say, even Andre Iguodala. Yeah. In trouble, man. That, that's how summer vacation went for us. My man was just pump faking um, postal service employees and, you know, it, you know, telling everyone how he's the goat. So, um, but, you know, he's, I think he swindled 300 mil out of NBA teams. So, you know, by all means, do you. Um, the only thing that's going to make me sad is I was hoping the Rockets would run back the same team because both of you and I feel that that series is needlessly complicated and long for the Warriors. And I was really looking forward to running, you know, kind of fulfilling what I thought would happen. Um, basically. Yeah. Um, and now we won't get it. Now we're going to get to watch, um, you know, uh, Sean Livingston blow by Mello. <laughs> what a, like uh, we're gonna have to watch James Ennis. James Ennis, who's literally never played thirty seconds of meaningful basketball, is going to be. Your I savior. like James Ennis, and that's that's how you sum up the Rocket Summer. I like James Ennis. <laughs> James Ennis. Oh, but the Rockets. Who, who else we got? What were you saying? Did the LeBron guy figure out what he wanted to do with his life? Uh, I hear he's going to be running the pick and roll with Amy Schumer. <laughs> so, um, oh, man. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for him to be in L.A. We, you know, I've been kind of sad that the Lakers hadn't been good at the same time the Warriors had been good. So we need this. Yeah, the Laker fans are loud. Um, question for you, Andy: Will Oracle have more Laker fans, or will Staples have more Warrior fans when the two teams play? Oh my! God. Which one is more expensive? You think? Hmm. That's. I think be it's a. Like... To- I think it's a toss up. I don't think there's actually a price difference. Like it, you know, game to game, but like ultimately, you're talking about the same same thing. You know what? It is? I bet. I bet you. I bet you. It's split evenly both ways. Like, what's going to be more interesting is the upper bowl, the upper level. Like, who who are going to be the fans in the upper level, right? I think like everything in the lower level now is is kind of just like company funded or people that just have a lot of money that buy it, and then like people that are coming up from places are, are going to have a lot of money. And be yeah, we need those tickets. But we need upper that level is. We need that Silicon Valley money flying down to Staples. I need a I need a Zuckerberg in a uh, in a um, Damian Jones jersey. Straight from trial. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's Silicon Valley money versus Hollywood money. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be like like that's like it's like how with LA the entire rest of the country is going to hate it so much. <laughs> Oh, great! You know, fuck them. It's gonna be amazing. It's like when the Laker when the Lakers were good, it was like all these actors and like it'd be a great place. So now when the Warriors are gonna be great and when they move to San Francisco, it's not gonna be actors or anything. It's just gonna be really like really rich CEOs that just the companies went public. <laughs> that's that's gonna be the Chase Center crowd a couple years now. I can't tell if that's a good thing. It's probably not, but. Uh, LA Laker fans were known to like that was their thing, right? Like you'd have Nicholson, you'd have all these guys. So Denzel, um, yeah, Leo, yeah, yeah. Um, those are going to be those, that's who LeBron hoops with nowadays. Basically, basically, that's kind of what he does. So <laughs> fits right in. Yeah, no, he's got. I mean, the the tales out of Laker camp the first two days are how he and Rondo are the leaders, and I'm I'm just sitting here going, this can't be good for young players. <laughs> There's no way that 
this isn't going to be every other LeBron team where it's like, all right, I've had enough of you, Ingram and Lonzo. Time to time to trade you for uh, what? Dame, Dame Lillard or um, <laughs> or Jimmy. You know, someone someone who can help now. Who? When has Rajon Rondo shown to be a leader? Like, is it just because the guy is old and has some features saying that he's really good at playing like Connect Four? Uh, I mean, so people assume sudden, guys that rack up assists are leaders. We've we've already established that. That is true. Um, Paul. I will say now the last couple, his last couple stops, he was a little more mellow. Like seems like Anthony Davis really liked him and Drew Holiday liked him, and that sort of stuff. So maybe maybe he's mellowed out in that way. But then again, like two stops before that, he was in an Instagram fight with with Wade and, and Jimmy. So <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like um, one 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 person we know who does not have the patience with the youngsters is. Um, not my goat, but some people's goat, LeBron James. The greatest, no, not the greatest, not the greatest, but a, a, a budding superstar of his right in a, in being a myth maker. Um, I think when we when we were Warriors fans during the Lakers era, we'd admit that Kobe Bryant probably wasn't like a top five player of all time, but he would create a narrative for himself that would make him seem like one of the greatest players ever. LeBron already is one of the greatest players ever, but he's starting to create a narrative where he is the greatest player ever without actually being the greatest player on the court. Yeah, it's um I mean, he's he's kind of in semi-retirement. That's that's kind of the greatest part about this. Like he's still objectively one of the best players in the NBA um and the best player Ooh. at any given night. Ooh. We're not we're not going to go into that anyway. Um, but he he is kind of in semi retirement, like all these media projects, all this other stuff, and it's and he can say he's always been doing that, but I don't know, man. The how many how many media releases were there right after he signed with the Lakers? Like five hundred. Yeah, we'll we'll see. It's it certainly feels like a retirement tour. It feels wizards. <laughs> <laughs> a four-year retirement tour. You know, here's the thing, too. Like, hey, man, my if, thing I can is, get, if I can get that check for four years of your retirement tour, I'd do it, too. That's true. That's true. And, and imagine the stuff he's making off the court. My, my thing is, like, I, he may have planned this out, but I think he's trying to play it off, too, uh, to kind of add to his, his myth, like, that he that he planned this out. Because I also – I do think that he wanted Kawhi. He wanted Paul George. He wanted – Dame, he wanted all these guys. He wanted Chris Paul on his team, but for one reason or another, be it that they don't want to play with him or that the team couldn't train him or whatever it is, it didn't happen. Right? He's freaking playing with Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley, and Javale McGee. There is hey, don't no forget Lance. possible way. Yeah. Oh my God, Lance Stevenson. There's no possible way that he thought this is something that he wanted to do. This is not planned out. This is not a what's what's the media spin now that we're here like teaching young guys stuff like that like well it, here's the thing them. his quote no today, his quote today let me know exactly yeah or let me know everything you know i'm not calling these guys kids they're young men and some of them have men some of these men have families as well um uh, but you have to learn to be patient you have to gauge everyone individually uh, every day is better learning tool. There's a few other quotes where he's going off about, you know, 
we have to come together. We have to figure out how to play together, you know, just because we're young. It's all this. All I'm saying is his quotes are pretty much, they mirror everything you know about LeBron. He'll give everyone a shot, but he's, I mean, he's one of the most gifted players of all time. He's not, he doesn't have patience for Lonzo to take three years to figure it out. It's like if if they're if you're not figuring out by January, no if you're not figuring yeah. out by January, you're on the trade block. You know, that's that's, that's what I'm true. that's what I'm seeing, and and I do think he kind of learned from Cleveland. He's like, yeah, I'll go there with these young guys. They're they're good. Maybe they figure it out, and I have all these good young players. But if they don't, I have all these tradable young players too. You know what I mean? It- it, I mean, here's the thing. That works out perfectly for the Warriors. Like, regardless of which route he goes, right? He either wants to keep these young guys who give him no chance to win, or he trades them for guys that aren't going to help him beat the Warriors anyway. This dude opened up a school and now is gonna, is the principal of these kids. That's that's what he's acting like now. Like, this, <laughs> this is something like, like, this is like a new, like, thing. Like, a, he's trying to forge a new path, right? I think is what he's trying to do. Like, like when he moved to Miami, it was kind of like a new thing where it's like, hey, we're going to create the super team. I'm going to create player movement, you know, player uh, accountability or, or, or ownership accountability, something like that. So I guess that's what he's trying to do. But from, I, d- from I just a think it's perspective, be... it's perfect. Yeah, I just think it's going to be interesting because um, I don't buy that the Lakers will tell him no. Um, they do not, maybe I'm wrong, but they haven't shown the, uh, institutional control the way the heat did. Like LeBron basically tried to get Spolster fired his first year. And Pat Riley was like, no. And that's, that's the kind of move that only like the heat, the Celtics, the Warriors, the Spurs, like five or six teams would pull like 25 other teams would be like, Oh, LeBron wants him gone. He's gone. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't think the Lakers have it in them to tell LeBron, we're not trading Brandon Ingram because we think in a year he's going to be so much better than whatever we can get for him. And even though this is rough now, you're going to thank us in two years. I don't think they have well, that. I don't think they have that in them. Well, here's the thing, man. Like the Warriors do – I don't know about their thing with KD though. Like they did tailor – a lot of things to Kevin Durant last season. So, like, I, I think a lot of the offense and the issues that Warriors fans, me, you, had with that scheme was because of Durant. And, and they wanted to appeal to him because they were like, yo, like, we got to keep this guy. You right? know, but I, got, I, got, day, I also feel like it was also on Steph and not on Steph for anything he did. I think it was Steph getting injured. I think Kerr. That's true. I, I don't think Kerr had the goal to try to completely reinvent the way they play and go back to like Steph centric ball in the middle of the playoffs with Steph already having had like 30 some games missed. That's I think fair. he was just kind of like, fair. this is what I have to do now. If it continues this year, I'll change my opinion, but that's kind of how I saw it. So no, that that's fair. I, people forget. Here's the thing too. Like people are, are going to say like, Hey, the warriors, the season, there's going to be some drop off. Like they get really lucky in terms of injury, right? Like they they're going to slow down. Like, do you not understand that Steph missed their best player, their most important guy on offense, missed thirty games, thirty one games last there were season. Forty he and missed, ten with him. 
<laughs> right? Like, he, Steph is still MVP. And Kevin Durant is still MVP. And Kevin Durant missed games, too. Draymond Green played the entire season with a messed up shoulder. And Klay Thompson sprained his ankle and, like, barely played in the finals. Like, he could barely move. So, like, this was not a team that was fully healthy. Klay right? missed 12 uh, games the in the season, season, too. I think it was a – I don't know. Klay yeah. played 70, barely. But none of the core players – Which is not Klay. None of the core players hit 70 other than that. Um not not to make excuses or anything, but like just the point is they, they had a bunch of circumstances which dictated the 58 wins. It wasn't 58 wins because they were lazy. La- lazy, which still like comes out to 65 wins. They could, if they, if they had decent health, they would have rolled into 64 to 65 wins. Houston may have still got the one seed, but it wouldn't have been as lethargic as it was like the last two months. I mean that's uh, that's true, and that kind of goes right into the the other piece as well, and why they're not going to be lazy, right? It's that one guy that they signed, that one guy that came to play with Steph, Durant, Draymond, and Clay, and Iguodala. Ace, ace in the hole. Um, I'm actually so with the preface, I really enjoy Boogie the person, and he's an amazing player. I don't know that I'm excited to see Boogie play with the Warriors. Oh, I forgot about this one. All right, well, hit me. All right, my so one Kerr keeps talking about how he's excited to be able to have a big who can punish switches, which immediately tells me he's going to play him versus Houston and teams that go small more than he should, because he thinks he can punish when they you know when they switch the 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 big wing on Steph, he can immediately go to a boogie post up. Um, in which case I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know that I want to see that. That sounds like a way to overcomplicate basketball when you have this much talent, right? Well, okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. So that's part one. Part two is if you think KD is annoying with the way you can take over the offense and <laughs> we don't get enough of a Steph show, imagine when Steph's getting 13 shots a game because everyone's taking 13 shots. Like it's just, this is, this is first world problems. First off, there's no way Steph is shooting 13 shots in a game that matters. There's no chance of that happening. I get your point though um, on the first section, and, and here's here's what I, here's here's my thing, and and I've thought about this because when you first brought that up, Sam loves to bring out these takes, these contrarian takes every couple days. Um, so I've been thinking about this one. Um, if there is no, and how long has Steve Curry been coaching the team? Like four years. Four five years. years. This is year five. And four. Year five, right? So at a certain point, you understand what he's going to do and what he's not going to do, right? And what he's not going to do is he's never going to go out of his way and, and say, hey, Steph, do your thing, right? He's going to, he's, when, when Steph is hot and Steph goes out of, out of his way and does it, Kerr is fine with it, but he's never going to say, like, okay, Steph, like, go ISO, go just straight pick him all, right? So, we're, so with that. Yeah, he doesn't go, premise, Steph, take your man. Exactly. So I think with that premise, I'm okay with him saying, all right, so we'll run a pick and roll with Cousins and we'll throw it down low because they're switching for sure. So I think if Steve Kerr isn't going to play the style that everyone wants him to do, and I don't think he's ever going to do that, then this is the next best option. It's, hey, run a pick and roll and then have KD on the side with Cousins posting up on you know 5'11 Chris Paul and Clay standing in the corner, right? And I think that's like, that's like the best case scenario because they will run that pick and roll with KD and KD wouldn't set a screen or they run that pick and roll with Draymond and Draymond couldn't finish. 
So now it's something where it's like everyone's an option on the floor. So um, I, mean, I think it, that is, is a- it is it is first world problems. Like ultimately, I'm like, why can't Steph get more shots? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, okay, I'm not going to complain about them having five all stars. We'll wind it there. Um, next, <laughs> That's, next, we have a lot all season to talk about this. Next move, Kawhi to Toronto. Um, by the way, if if Bob Myers ever wants to retire, um, uh, Joey Lightyears has to get Messiah Jerry. That's that's not my number one guy. All his he's just yeah. I'm I'm a huge fan. I'll just put it that way. They they got a good roster up there. Um, it keeps making the right moves, and he's not afraid to. I mean, you saw Demar and Lowry getting very upset all summer, but that was the right thing to do. There's no way you can say that wasn't the right move. I think from that pers- from a human perspective, I would have liked if Ujiri had came to Demar and told him, like, "Hey, sure, this is something that we're think of thinking of doing." Because this, this here's the thing: Bob Myers really good at that. He's really True. good at understanding human emotion, human uh, perspective from all angles. That's why he's able to behind the scenes manage guys like. Draymond Green and Lakeup, but not just them, right? He's also able to manage someone like Steve Kerr. Because Steve Kerr may be humble in front of the, the cameras, but he he's also stubborn. understands that he's in charge. Yeah, 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 is a way to put it. I mean, he's he an idealist. All these guys. And, and and Myers is able to do that. And he doesn't get credit for it because no, who right? who's going to talk about that, right? Who, who cares about that? But we've seen, look at every LeBron James team. Right, he, the singular reason why it keeps getting broken up is people can't get along with each other, um, and so that's what Bob Myers as well. I, I wish that Masai Jury had done that, but again, you know, at the end of the day, it, it is a business, and when you're looking at Demar, you're like, dude, like you do, you never show up for the playoffs. Like this you're, is something you're, that you're is a, probably going to happen. You're a good player, but there's just it's Kawhi Leonard. You, you can only go so far with Demar as your best player. Um, that said, the way Kawhi handled it, I mean, I've never seen oh. a quote unquote superstar get that many passes. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. I, could you imagine if Steph or KD did that, uh, the that level one. of scrutiny or of LeBron or, well, basically right. any, any of the other guys who are in the top 10 category, like if Harden did that, right. if Chris Paul did that. Right. So, right. Um, like talk about mentally weak, right? Like a lot of people love to say who's mentally weak, or they like to like just make it up. Like this is a prime example of someone where you can be like, is he kind of soft? Like he he just doesn't want to talk to the media. He doesn't show up. He doesn't defend himself. He doesn't say anything. I guess he doesn't have to. But dude, like be an adult, right? Like do do what you're paid for. You have a contract, and you can't just. I'm all about player. Um, the, Freedom, the the whole thing about not communicating your rehab really rubbed me the wrong way. It's like one thing if you can't play, but like you have to at least communicate to your employer. Like it's you know I'm still true. having these hamstring issues. Like it doesn't feel right, and like I'm doing my rehab. You can't just like leave everyone in the dark on it. And that was and that was strange. From, from what we know, it's not like the Spurs might have screwed some stuff up, but it's not like they try to, like, mess with Kawhi. You know what I mean? It's not like they dangled him in trade rumors every year. It's not like they, you know, messed around with people that he yeah, worked Pop with. Yeah, Pop like wasn't coming into the training room with, like, this needle, <laughs> like, uh, 
What's right. up, blues? Varsity Blues? Like, shoot him up. <laughs> or maybe he <laughs> exactly. was. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was never reported. So this is what we got to go off of, and it really is. Like, it, it's unacceptable, the, the way he handled it. But but he seems healthy now. I mean, you watch the press conference. I mean, he's laughing, which is – I mean, did you hear that thing? Did you, did you see that? That was, that was, <laughs> uh, that was, that was um, That was a fake laugh, but like – um, man, I don't know. That's just <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm um, speechless. It's like when you're at work and like and like your boss or someone is like telling you something. They make a joke and you just kind of pull one of the <laughs> things, yeah. you know, just to kind of kind of get them off your back, kind of thing. Yeah. I, it was uh, it was weird, but but you like the team, right? Because I love the team. I, I think this is good for the East and this is good for Toronto. All right, here's a question for you. Since um, maybe, hopefully Jimmy doesn't get traded before this gets posted, but would you trade Lowry for Jimmy Butler? Oh, in two seconds. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you agree with oh, me. Yeah, but yeah. L- let's assume they don't pull that off. Do you think they beat Boston with the current? No. No. But no they, push, they no. push him. They push him. Toronto they push him. They push him to six, but like it's a series. Boston. It, it is, it is, but I, I'd rather almost see Philadelphia um, in that series, J- and just because, like, the I, bad blood. Kawhi is, <laughs> it, it is, but Kawhi's great, but it's just Kawhi. Uh, like, you've only got one game-changing talent right there, right? Lowry's not going to do anything in a series against Kyrie Irving, right? And with La- Boston, Lowry's what, like, Lowry's what people um, who don't understand how good Steph is think Steph is in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he tries really hard and he has some good moments but he's not gonna show up so so he's, it, he's always a positive impact player because he makes the right play that type of thing yeah i mean the problem is he also he's a good defender but he's also like five eight so it's like chris paul's a great defender but he's like five eight there's only so much you could do um when you're that small but even i, I love him they got all the wing stuff people love that stuff but at the end of the day like they've got Kyrie irving that's a guy that can just get buckets and they've got like They've got Al Horford, who's better than anybody that Toronto has, right? Um, then they got Jalen Brown, Kawhi. Tatum. They got Hay- even Hayward too. Even Hayward, Hayward is better than anyone. Yeah, other than Kawhi, right? Yeah, Hayward Boston, and Horford. Are this Boston yeah. team, uh, my my uh, my take is, I think this Boston team will get home court for the entire playoffs. I think they will. I think finals they will too? rack up wins for the finals. Yeah. Oh, it's a lock. They get, it's not a lock for Ooh. the East, but yeah, I think they'll walk into like sixty-five wins. Relax. Uh, I think they are, and um, yeah, no, I, I think Boston. I think Boston is. What did they have last year? Fifty-seven, fifty-six, with no Hayward. Is a lot of wins. It is, but I mean that's a stacked team, and yeah, but and Kyrie they and haven't on making it through a full season. And they haven't, and they haven't achieved anything yet. Like I do think okay, Boston okay, is a candidate fair. for disease of more at some point, but it's not coming this year. Like this isn't no. the year that Jalen Brown and Tatum are complaining about shots and Kyrie's that's annoyed. It, that's that's it, next year. That's a year after. You know, right. like this, right. they're not dealing with that that stuff just yet. Yeah, uh, that that that's true, and and that's the that's like the um the in between problem because when they do play the Warriors in the finals, which I think we both agree that they are, um there there's gonna be no disease more, but they're also not the reason why they don't is because they're not good enough, and that's a problem. J- Jason uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't good enough, and I don't think Gordon Hayward yeah. is good enough either to play 
um, on that stage against guys like Clay and Durant and Steph and, and Draymond. I will, so, I will say, um, I will say this: they have two things working for them um, against the Warriors. One, they go through the East; the Warriors go through the West. Uh, so they're just they're going to be more rested when they get to the finals. I don't like. There's no scenario where I think they have to work harder to get to the finals than the Warriors. Um, two is it's going to be the Warriors' true. fifth. It would be the Warriors' fifth final in a row. True. Whereas um, true. they'll have the hunger factor that now they'll they'll not have the experience factor. So, but either way, we're, let, let's um. Yeah, we're going way. <laughs> we're going like nine months ahead here, but but yeah. All right. it's, that's, what, um, that, that's what makes the season fun though I think is this is that we don't know like we don't we don't have to to be like remember last year we sat here and said we're gonna we're gonna see Cleveland in the finals right um, yeah this year the mystery is fun so we got one more move right one more one more move we got the, those the, that Minnesota guy this is this is um, by the way I'm dying at Tibbs just denying that they're gonna trade him like trying to do everything he can to not um, pull off the trade. Yeah, this this whole Wolves situation reminds me of the Kohan era Warriors more than anything, because you have an owner who's cut off his GM and coach. You know, like he's like, yeah, we're gonna trade him. He's siding maybe with the player he shouldn't side with, in my opinion. And well, he just created a situation where Tibbs has no control. Like if Tibbs felt Towns and Wiggins weren't listening, are they gonna listen now? Now that he they know that they got the owner to basically cut Tibbs off to trade Jimmy Butler, it's it's just such a mess of a situation. Yeah, I mean, I think Tibbs is gone, right? I think he's gone before the season starts. Actually, um, you think so? I, I think I mean, this we, is something. We got three weeks. It, well, if if Glenn Taylor is actually if Glenn Taylor isn't the brightest, but um, I mean, he's got he's got to cut him. Like this isn't someone like Tibbs and Butler. I, see, I think are the I one. think it's gonna I think it's gonna drag out. I think they're gonna have a disappointing season, and that'll be the end of Tibbs. Yeah, I mean this is last season anyway, right? So so he's he's gonna be. Oh no, maybe it isn't. But yeah, but he's gone for sure. I think like his thing was he was gonna bring in Jimmy Butler, like he traded for him because those were like the guys that were gonna bring that culture. And they were change. gonna establish that culture. Yeah, exactly. And they were gonna do it, and and that and it just. It wasn't going to be the case because they didn't have the leverage of money, of like uh, the comfort of job security, right? They didn't have those things. I will say though, um, and I know you disagree with this one, so we could talk about this. I, I do. I don't. I'm not on the side of Car Anthony Towns, but I do um, kind of believe in the guy, uh, and, and I think that he might not be someone that's a leader. Um, he might not be someone that's going to change a culture. But I think he is someone that's able to get to that number one or really like maybe a 1B, 1C option for a franchise. I think that if he is under good leadership, he can get there. Andrew Wiggins, I think, may be hopeless, probably hopeless. But Cat, I think he's still young, right? He's still like 23. I think he, he could get there. Um, I, I just think that he, has the he was put too. in a situation. Right, and that's the other thing. And he's shown that he's shown the potential. Like Wiggins, I don't think Wiggins has that much potential. He's just really athletic. Um, with Cat, it's he can actually shoot. He can he can post up. He can pass. And he can do he can everything. Defend, but yeah, he can do it all. So I, I think it's a little bit unfair if people are going to be turning on Towns already. So I, I do want to give him some benefit of the doubt. Um, if so he was like twenty six, twenty seven, probably that. not. But I have a counter to that. Um, 
Could you see Giannis, Embiid, or Anthony Davis pulling <laughs> the thing he pulled if they if they were in the situation and they got a guy like Jimmy Butler? I think they'd be ride or die with it. I think they would be excited. Let me take it a step further. Could you see Steph having issue? I think Steph would be all about it, uh, particularly young Steph, who's like, yeah, we got a guy who's like proven, and like I'm gonna play my hardest. And see, that's where I'm like. It comes across as immature, and that's fine. He's young. Guys can change. But I'm sitting here going, Towns is, is like, his success is coming after the Wolves, if anything. He's yeah, coming like yeah, he's 27. I, so, so the thing is, I agree with you, right? Like, like it, the guys you just named, like Giannis, Embiid, Steph, um, Anthony Davis, those guys are the mold. Like, those guys are, are already like the guy, right? They're the leader. If you're running a guy, if you're running a franchise, you want the guy. Like even Durant, like you want that guy to be the face of your franchise. Right. Um what I'm saying is like with Towns, you want Towns to be following. Like you want to mold Towns um into that guy. So like Towns needs someone like Steph Curry um to <laughs> teach him to become that uh that's right to become that player so yeah i mean he's not gonna be like anthony or, you know, although you know anthony davis had some lean years there where where people are, like, uh you know they were like hey he's gonna be a top 10 player and then i think he had like a year or two where you know he struggled but but nothing like towns nothing like towns right like T- towns has he has a lot of off the the record or, or stuff that's said about him where you know, he just really doesn't give a shit outside of just himself. And and I, we, we've never heard that about Giannis or Embiid or, or Anthony Davis. So, so, um, so you're right. You're right. But I, I just, I, I cut him some slack. He's a kid and he's got a lot to learn. He's just not going to be that, that leader. So um, I feel bad That's for him, me. but he also had 190 mil. So don't feel bad. <laughs> I don't feel that bad. Um, I do. Yeah, I don't like, feel, I don't feel bad for anyone in the, in the uh, nine figure category. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um eight, how about eight, Jimmy eight maybe but you know <laughs> <laughs> uh what, what so what what's gonna happen there like that that's something like he's someone that man it's gonna be came out i, I bet the trade's gonna go down before this post yeah it's, so. that's probably true probably like late tonight but he said something and we love to talk about this but he said he doesn't want to play with the Lakers. He didn't say, I don't want to play with LeBron, I don't think. He said, I don't want to play with the Lakers. And that essentially means, I don't want to play with LeBron. And who else said that this offseason? Kawhi. I don't know, man. Uh, we might have to ask Bonte about this. <laughs> that's a that's a good segue. Uh, what what else we got this offseason? Are we good? I think we're good. I think we should get to Bonte. All right, man. We got Bonte Hill now. Bonte, where are you at? Man, where, I'm at the house nowadays. I, I, I'm, I'm at the house, man. I'm at the house sitting in some boxers and a tank top, uh, <laughs> writing columns and uh, ch- uh, chucking it up with you guys, man. Yucking it up with you boys. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I was going to say, like, KMBR, but you know, now we got the visual of you got boxers on. I guess that's better. <laughs> no, nah, KMBR, man. That's like so two years ago, man. You know, we had, we had 957 game, man. Where, where y'all at? I mean, no one, no one listens to radio anymore. They only listen to no. podcasts. Yeah, that's 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 what somebody told me a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, as long as I keep stealing these checks, man, I'm all good. I, if I get one listener, man, just let make sure that check, make sure that check clears, man. That's all I want. 
<laughs> so so Bonte Hill is our uh, uh, resident uh, radio guy at Warriors games. That, that's that's what, when I when I go to games, Bonte is always there, and he's always he's always talking to some fan about some fan that's trolling him or talking crap about him on the radio. I, I you, you get, you get the guy games. <laughs> dude, the, the, the Twitter trolls. You guys probably have more trolls than me, man. This is uh, over the last year, man. Whether it's A's fans, Raider fans, even Niner fans. I got Giants fans telling me I'm not a Giants fan no more. I love the A's, man. Trolls are fun. I have fun with it, man. Don't you guys, man? Haters are fun. Trolls right. are fun, dude. Right now, all my trolls um, have the name <laughs> Lebronzo. So it's just like it's a little tiresome hearing that one over and over again. I wish I had like a little more variety like you. You know, I could take some some Giants trolls, some Niner trolls. Instead, I just got the uh, the Lebronzo photoshops and the mentions all day. <laughs> Well, you're about to get those Laker trolls in a minute, man. Laker <laughs> fans are nothing to play with, man. I, I got a buddy who's a Laker fan. I've been knowing him for about 10 years, dude, and he blows my text messages up every single day. It is, especially now. Now, they got LeBron and, you know, Lonzo's yoked up and got taps and Brandon Ingram's <laughs> been in the weight room and all of a sudden Laker Nation is yeah, can we talk, can relevant we ta- again. Can we talk about Lonzo getting a sleeve immediately after they take uh photos for for media day do you see that he um, no i didn't he didn't have a sleeve and then he put up an instagram um the next day of of his new sleeve so he basically oh my god he did like the move like where you 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 take the nice picture for mom and then like and then you you go you go do the real thing with your friends he has a i didn't even see that he really got it does he have is it like a, a Hawaiian sleeve? What is going on? I'll, I'll send uh, it to what did I, Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Alonzo, man, but I'm just waiting for LeVar Ball to speak out. Somebody told me earlier today, I don't know, maybe you guys can clarify this. I've been so stuck with the Warriors and the Niners and the Raiders and all that stuff, but I heard that uh, apparently Rondo's going to start for the Lakers. Tell me that's not true. <laughs> Please tell me that's Sam, not true. That's just Sam has so many thoughts on this. You, <laughs> he can't contain himself. Every day, it's it's like so that that's like the good thing about the Lakers because I, I think like the play is probably going to be boring and like they're probably not going to be that great. But just talking about them is going to be amazing. Like oh, the drama. Like all these Laker fans are convinced LeBron's going to change, and and I got news for them as a thirty three year old like LeBron. There's no changing going on. Like he's not changing. He's not changing in year 16 in the league. He's not becoming a patient. Um, you know, I want to play with 21 year olds, and I'm cool to make mistakes no. all year, kind of guy. <laughs> nah, he's not changing at all, man. He's taking it over. Now, I just why, want to see Levar Ball. Where's Levar Ball at? That's what we need. We need the big baller brand to kind of speak up here because you got Rondo Stevenson, uh, LeBron James. We know about his diva antics. Uh, how was that going to resonate on the Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and Kuzma? Kuzma's got a little diva, man. I didn't, you know, he was around too much. He was too much in the spotlight after his rookie year. The humble Kyle Kuzma, I think, is no yeah, longer he, he here. Had a little of that, uh, he had a little of that Clarkson, like where he got he had like the nice rookie year, and I'm right. like, man, you're not there yet. Like, keep keep working at it. Yeah, and then he starts jacking up 20 shots, and you're like, dude, what are, what are you doing, Jordan Clarkson? By the way, how how sad. Uh, not to deviate from this conversation, but how sad was Cleveland's media day? I just looked at some pictures, and I was just like, man, to be a Cavs fan right now must suck. I, I'm serious. Like, looking at their media day, you got Tristan Thompson taking pictures of Sam Decker. That's what it's coming to? That's what we come to in Cleveland? 
Really? Sam Decker took the time to take immediate day photos? Are you kidding me? Man, that's – oh, man. Poor Cleveland. How many national TV games do they have? Like five this year? I mean, TNT probably didn't pick up no games, right? I mean, <laughs> seriously, not to rip on Cleveland. At least they got Baker Mayfield. But seriously, like Tristan Thompson, Sam Decker, Kevin Love, Jordan, Jordan Clarkson, I mean – that's not national TV worthy, is it? We're not going to see Cleveland on ABC or TNT Saturday Night Specials. <laughs> Poor Cleveland, man. Sorry, I had to get that out. <laughs> they had the I ringer. Think you might have topped uh, Stephen ringer. A. Just just thanking LeBron so that he never has to fly to Cleveland again. <laughs> no more Akron. No more Cleveland from LeBron. <laughs> Quicken Loans Arena. Dude, that place is going to be like half filled up. And thanks for the picture with uh, Le- Lonzo Ball, man. All of a sudden, he's gangster. That's that's interesting, guys. Lonzo Ball looks gangster now, so there's that. Oh, my. Yeah, Sam just sent that one over. That can't be real. That's a fake. That's a fake sleeve right there. He's got – it's colored too. Oh, my. Yeah, Yeah, on second thought, it might have to be fake. You can't get it colored in in, I don't know, six hours or whatever right after media day. Like, that's not real. That that's insane. He went straight from the facility, uh, the Lakers facility, straight to the tattoo. Like, oh, hey, how much? Bro. I need more respect. <laughs> how much you think? Hey, LeBron for sure did something to to Levar though. There's no way. Like there there was some backdoor deal there where LeBron Le, LeBron was just you know either you know wing wing paid him off or something. There's no way that LeBron would be would had nothing to say for this long when LeBron's been on the Lakers for this long. It, it don't make any sense. So yeah, and you we'll know see, what I, I think. I, 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 I think they may have threatened LeVar Ball and Lonzo was like, yo, if your dad don't shut up. I mean, those rumors of San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard and you you want to go to Milwaukee, bro? You want to go to Charlotte play with the Hornets? Well, you know, you, you want to go LeVar, play in Orlando? Right. Yeah. yeah. You want to go to Orlando, bro? You want to go to Disney World or Harry Potter every weekend? You need to chill, homie. Tell your dad to chill and, and be cool. So I don't know if there's a suitcase yet full of dollars. But there's something going on there behind the scenes because LeVar, when's the last time LeVar Ball spoke? Four months? I, I mean, I forgot about the dude. I honestly forgot about LeVar Ball. Yeah, Bill Simmons threw out the conspiracy theory that the Lakers are paying him under the table to be quiet. Oh, did he? And it's, it's, it's believable. So. It is. Yeah, it, it, it's, that's going to be that's a train up. wreck. No, hey, I don't hey. either. I'm waiting hey, for that it, first it, five game losing streak where Lonzo's <laughs> not playing and he can't help himself. He's like, if Lonzo played, they wouldn't be losing. It's, it's oh coming. man, oh man! It, if it, he comes it, off the bench, oh my lord! It is, but it is rather interesting, Sam, that LeBron went to LA and Lonzo put on 15 pounds of muscle. Hmm. Very what are you saying there, Andy? What are you saying there, Andy? What Just wait you... till Brandon Ingram gets yoked. Oh man, what are you what are you referring to, Andy? <laughs> I need you to be clear for me here. I need you to be clear for the audience. <laughs> listen, listen, guys. We got Bonte Hill here. He was at he was at Warriors Media Day. That's actually what we're here to talk about. You you got you got to tell us you got we're here to talk Warriors so you got to give us the vibe man you you get you shot us some texts yesterday that were that were real real hot takey so give it to us <laughs> what, what, what did it feel like well it, it, you know it just you know it's like Hollywood when you walk into the Warriors uh, practice facility the the Rakuten Performance Center as they call it um, you, you know you see all the the backdrops for photos and you got all the media there there was really no NBA TV I know Roz Golden Wude was there but really no Rachel Nichols. You know, none of the none of the big networks TNT wasn't around. So, um, 
it, it was media day. You know, it's the introduction to basketball. And they're all coming out, and you're talking to Steph and Steve Kerr and Bob Myers. And, you know, the biggest thing, you know, and I'll just start with Steve Curry kind of set the tone for the day when Papa and I were interviewing these guys. Um, Steve Kerr just kind of talked about embracing the moment. Live, you know, live in the moment. You know, embrace this team now because nothing's going to last forever. And that's true. You know, I thought the 49ers would be contending for Super Bowls my whole life. That's not true. Uh, the Warriors, I thought they would suck my entire life. I, obviously, that hasn't been true. They've got three championships uh, in the last four years. They're going for a three-peat. But, you know, it, with Clay Thompson, you know, entering free agency next summer and Jamar Green a year after and the big one, Kevin Durant, next year, everybody thinks seems to think that Kevin Durant is leaving. Steve Kerr was just trying to say, you know, live in a moment, man. Embrace this stuff. And I agree because we got we get to watch Steph Curry in his prime, Kevin Durant, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green in their prime, on top of Andre Livingston and uh, excuse me, Andre Livingston, Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston mm-hmm. um, as as veterans. So uh, I do think we need to appreciate it, not look forward. I mean, let the rest of the NBA talk about the breakup of the Go to State Warriors, but honestly, they don't care about the noise. That I'm telling you, man. When I sat down and talked to KD, Papa, and I. I came out of that. Now, people disagree with me. A lot of people think, oh, man, Katie may listen to the noise and he may feel insecure and want to leave. What better situation is there for Kevin Durant? Let's be honest. You want to go be the sidekick to LeBron James in L.A.? Please. You want to go to New York and deal with that media and that fan base with the Knicks? I don't think Kevin Durant, look, he's built for anything, but I don't think Kevin Durant wants to deal with that. What he has here is paradise. You got the Bay Area. You got the most selfless team possibly in NBA history. They share the ball. You know, nobody cares about the accolades and individual awards, man. They're about winning championships. And if the Warriors win another championship this year, which would be their third straight, fourth and fifth, five years, how, why would KD want to walk away and say, you know what, let's just stop with three. I'm going to move on somewhere else. I'm going to go be a Clipper or a Laker where we're still kind of far away. No, he could go beat, surpass Jordan's Bulls, something they, they never did. Uh, which is four Pete. He could do something that Kobe and Shaq never did, which is four Pete. He could do something that hasn't been done since Bill Russell's Celtics. So I, I, I don't know where the noise is coming from. I don't know how people get the vibe that KD is going to be a Laker or a Nick. I, where's this stuff coming from? You guys know. You guys are on Twitter. Like I, I just don't get it. Like why do you think KD is going to leave here? He's sacrificing money to make sure the team is intact, that this core is intact. And when I asked him a question, like. You guys watched uh, Courtside at the finals with Bill Simmons, and he was walking in the uh, in the tunnel, going back to the locker room, talking about, it's always, for me, been about the team, man. It's about the team. And he told me yesterday, look, this goes back to when I was 13 years old. I knew I was a great player. I knew I was, you know, one of the most talented players on the court, but I want to be part of the team, something special. He was talking about setting screens, bro. Kevin Durant setting screens? I want to learn how to set better screens. I love guarding every, any position on the court. So uh, I, I I don't know where this stuff comes from. Well, how, how much? Yeah. How how much do you think he he cares though? Right? Because we don't we don't necessarily get the uh, you like a lot of the things he says. Yeah. See, I was going to say my thing. Cares? My thing is he he always says this, but then his actions. Show exactly. something else. Right. Like a man who doesn't care isn't arguing on Twitter with right. kids who say they don't respect him. A man who says he's all about basketball doesn't look like he's 
kind of checked out in game six until Clay Thompson gets hot. Like the dude wasn't trying on defense. I know how good a defender he is. And I saw a guy who was quitting on plays, whether he was frustrated or not. So um, I don't know. I'm, I want him to stay. I agree with everything you're saying, but he's he's a little all over the place. Like his actions show different than his words. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, that's that's how he is too, though. Like, like I I don't think like I don't I don't think he's being dishonest, right? He truly right, right. doesn't know. Like, do I care more about winning four titles? Like Bonte said, do I care more about winning you know four in a row, which nobody's ever done, or do I care about playing on my own squad with Kyrie and Jimmy Butler in New York. Like, I don't think he actually knows what he wants to do. So he just, like, says something, and then we kind of just match it up with what we think it might be true. Yeah, here, the first thing is he definitely is a bit insecure because sitting there looking at him in his eyes and looking at his body language, it definitely gets to him how people just talk about him in a light where it's like, oh, you know what, he won championships, but it don't count because he joined the Golden State Warriors. People forget that he built Oklahoma City from the ground up. He built that franchise from the ground up and carried them to some special, special places, the finals. It wasn't his fault that Sam Presti decided, you know what, I'm going to choose Sergi Bach over James Harden. I don't want to take the hit with James Harden. I'm going to trade him to Houston. Their best shooter for four years was Derek Fisher. Exactly. What do you want, Katie? Like, come on, man. It's at the end of the day. Look, he did everything he could for Oklahoma City. It was obvious that Russell Westbrook wanted, you know, to be that alpha dog there or whatnot. But that's besides the point. He is a bit insecure. He shouldn't look. He's human. If anything, with the burner accounts and sliding into people's DMs, the dude is human. That's what it shows to me. It's like, wow, this is one of the greatest players in the world who has millions and millions of dollars in the bank, can have anything he wants. And he's still in DMs because he cares that much about how he's perceived he does care about that man but i think at the end of the day if he does leave like going to join Kyrie and jimmy butler what's going to change people still are going to call him a snake oh look here he goes joining another super team look at kevin durant he's doing it on his own that's true. so it's gonna always it's always gonna stick with him but i think he's tired of the noise what i got from him is that look i i care but i'm tired of people like just keeping the they just keep crapping on me for me wanting to make a decision that's best for my life. He's about to be 30 years old in a couple of days. You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen, I never understood how people can be so angry at a grown man making a decision that's best for his life, often on the court. Now, because it I can take it back to 94 with the same logic <laughs> that people use on Twitter that, oh, he's a snake. What about Deion Sanders? He left the Falcons, came to the Niners, ring chasing. Is he a snake? Is he a punk? No, everybody in Boston was like, man, well, you know what I mean? We've seen sport. this. Different sport for sure, but with that logic of a guy leaving a team and like, oh, you can't stay with your team and try to win there. Oh, that's weak. That's weak. That's weak. No, man, that's that. That logic is just so bad. It's so bad, well, and mean, all of a sudden, people. Wanna, are, if we want to really get into it, it's because it worked, and it's because it shut LeBron down. That's really what it comes down to. Um, he didn't do anything different than what LeBron did by going to the Heat. It's just what he did worked better. I think what LeBron did with the Heat was worse. I mean, he met Bosch and Dwayne Wade was talking at the Olympics. They plotted that move for two years. This dude was wearing a Cleveland Cavalier uniform knowing that, you know what, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch, we kind of talked about playing together. That can happen. I think that move is worse. That is worse. And he went to go join (laughs) Dwayne Wade. They They tanked that whole year, Miami did. 
cleared the cap, cleared that roster, and all of a sudden it was hey. like, all right, we got Wade, Bosch, and, and LeBron. That move uh, is all, worse. All LeBron slander is always loved here on Light Years <laughs> Podcast. You know what I mean? Always loved. You know, here, hey, talk to me about this, though, because I, I didn't get a chance to, like, really see anything that DeMarcus Cousins said that was interesting. So, other than the traffic, talk to me. Yeah, other, yeah, other than the traffic, which is Dreamforce this week, so it's bad for those that live in the city. But to tell, talk to me about like just how he felt. Uh, what was his general feeling? Because I we I don't think he's we're gonna hear from him until like maybe a week yeah. or so, maybe a couple weeks before he's back. So this is gonna be the only time we're hearing from Cousins until probably like November. You know what? Unfortunately, we didn't get the chance to interview Boogie Cousins. I wanted to interview Boogie Cousins. I saw him walking around. He was being cordial. Um, one thing that was funny, Kevin Durant walked by Papa and I, and we were like, oh, man, look at your Redskins. They're balling. He goes, yeah, I know. Look at those bum-ass Raiders, right? And then DeMarcus <laughs> walks by and says, like, bum-ass Raiders? What you talking about? Cause, like, that's that's the only thing I heard out of DeMarcus Cousins' mouth all day long. <laughs> so I do, I do think they're going to hide him uh, for a while. He won't be talking much. He's going to rehab. Uh, but no, I, it, that was unfortunate. I want to talk to Big Cuz. I want to talk about talk to Is Boogie. Is Boogie a Raiders I, fan? Boogie's apparently a Raider fan because he was like, "What? Oh, no no wonder he's so moody." Yeah, yeah, he no one yeah. <laughs> we got the Raiders and Kings, right? Now I don't know. Like Boogie seems like you see all the photos with Curry and Clay and Durant, and Draymond. You're like, "Wow, Boogie is really here." I still can't believe that. Like he took a mid level, said, "You know what?" And, and really, people are mad at Boogie again. The Lakers passed on it. We say, no, nah, we're good. And the Pelicans lied talking about they offered him some money. The Pelicans didn't do anything. So, you know, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see when Boogie gets implemented and then when we get to talk to him about everything. But, I, you know, I don't think we're going to get much from Boogie in terms of, like, you know, Q&As and stuff like that. It's a long-term play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's good for Boogie, though, know, because this is a good chance for him to, re, you know, kind of revitalize his career and, you know, kind of brush away that reputation that he's a knucklehead and he's a team killer and he, you know, you can't have chemistry with him on I a think team. They're, I think uh, they're going to be hilarious this year because, like, they, you know, they're, they're thinking about the playoffs and, like, Boogie and Draymond definitely love to troll. I think it's yeah. going to be – um I think it's going to be pretty funny. Like they're just going to find themselves getting into situations to keep themselves entertained in mid-February. No, they they definitely will, and and that comes in with the noise when you got the Stephen A. Smiths of the world, or the Skip Baylesses, or Colin Cowers talking about, oh, this is it. Look, Clay Clay's in a slump. He doesn't look happy, and this and that, and right. they're going to get a lot of that. But inside, like Durant was like. You know, this is special what we have going on, the bus rides, the dialogue we have with one another. And I think Boogie's going to learn a lot from being around these guys. And he look, he was great with the Olympics. Boogie was cool. So this is the right environment for him. Steve Kerr is the perfect coach to have Boogie because he dealt with Dennis Rodman. He know what it was like to be, you know, in a hectic situation with the Chicago Bulls. So, Bonte, we got we got one last question for you now that you mentioned Kerr. Um, My main takeaway from all the media day quotes was. Kerr and Myers essentially hedging on this being the team's last year together. Like to me, all their quotes sounded like they were trying to talk to Lacob. They're like, bro, we're, we, we can't get an, a sixth all-star and a seventh all-star. Like at some point, this is all going to end. We're not going to be able to keep everyone forever on a discount. Um, and you know, you should enjoy it while it lasts. So my, my theory is they think this is the last year. Uh, what's your thought on that? 
you know, Papa was talking about that on the show today, that he came away from it thinking like, man, they keep telling us to enjoy the moment and nothing lasts forever and this could be it. I'm not thinking like that, man. I, I think, you know, there's going to be some tough decisions to be made by Kevin Durant, by Clay Thompson, by Joe Lacob. How much of the tax does he want to pay? You know, is the Chase Center, the revenue coming from the Chase Center, is that going to be enough to cover some of those tax costs? Um, I think they're they're taking it year by year because you never know what a Kevin Durant. What if he just says, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. Or Clay Thompson says, I want to go back home to Southern California and play in L.A. You just never know. They're saying all the right things right now. But I, I try not to look too deep into the quotes right now. Um, I think they're trying to get – I think basically that what, that's, what Steve Kerr is doing is just trying to block the noise out and say, look, live in a moment now. We're done talking about free agency. That's it. I'll talk about it now. Hey, just embrace it. Love what you see out of the last year at Oracle Arena with this core. But don't think past next year. Uh, Just so, don't think past next year. So you so think he's it, trying to be like – he doesn't want a situation like LeBron's last year in Cleveland. Exactly. You got you to gotta block that stuff out. He's, he also said that he's not going to bring up the Bulls three-peat. He, he was it's like, I'm just not going to bring it up. I'm going to talk about this team, how we could get better, and he believes that there's not going to be a lot of complacency because of the youth the, the youth movement there. You look at the back end of the roster, you got a lot of youngsters. Um, so I think he's just he just doesn't want to answer the question because think about it. When TNT comes in and the NBA, that question is going to be thrown at these guys every single day, every single week. National headlines, first take. I was watching High Noon today with Balmani Jones for a second, and and all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, we gotta know, go with Pablo too, Pablo too, man. We Pablo, get pa- our guy Pablo, come on, give, bro. Give come Pablo on some love. I give Pablo some come love. On. But all of a come sudden, on. their headline was like, you know, is this it for KD? Is he gonna be? An-? And I'm just like, <laughs> come on, man. We 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 haven't even started preseason yet, and we're already talking about this stuff. So I'm trying not to look too deep into the quotes. I think that KD is gonna stay. That's my opinion. Uh, hey. I'd be shocked if you leave this this situation. I think Clay's going to stay, and Lakers going to say, you know what? I'm going to pay the tax. But the big question is, what's going to happen with Draymond Green and what type of contract he's going to want uh, the year after the year after this season? Because we hear rumors of Supermax. I saw his agent, B.J. Armstrong, who also represents Clay Thompson now. B.J. Armstrong was in the house yesterday. So it's going to be some questions, but we'll see. It's tough. Like That's true. How can, how can you honestly – guys, really – if you're a basketball player and you're jonesing to win championships and playing on a team that's sharing the ball the way they do and playing Twitter, Twitter that's the way they do. Twitter isn't the only thing that matters. Yeah, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Like, let Laker fans <laughs> say that. Let Laker fans say that. I mean, it, it's I, – I don't know, man. I don't know. Seriously, like, I'm asking you guys, where did this <laughs> no, stuff come from? Is this the fanboys being fanboys? Is it blog boys being blog boys? Like who's making this stuff up? Nah, it's, like- it's just it's just it's just people that try to denigrate accomplishments from people that they don't like, right? So it, it's I'm sure the same thing happened. Although you know Twitter now makes it a little bit more crazy because everybody can see it, but I'm sure the same similar things happened when. When you know when Kobe Shaq was winning, so yeah, um, I, I think it's something that normally happens. But it looks like we've got you on the board for KD coming back for sure, Clay coming back for sure, and uh, and we don't know about Draymond yet. So, um, hey Bonte, I appreciate you coming on, man. Where, where can we find you? Man, find me on Twitter at Bonte Hill B O N T A H I L L. Go to ninety five seven eight. 9570game.com. You can see my ugly mugshot there. By the way, this, this is the Light Years podcast, so that means KJ. Our guy Kevin Jones is running this joint. Yes, is sir. KJ paying you well. He better be paying you guys well for doing this. KJ, listen, no comment. we got no comment. <laughs> He's got no comment. He's got deep pockets, bro. 
He's got deep pockets, man. He better be. He better. He better be giving you guys the bag, bro. Hey, Ben. Ben, cut the cut the audio. Cut the. We gonna take this part out. <laughs> secure the bag. KJ, ladies, uh, boys. That's my man, Vontae. Thank you, Vontae. Appreciate Love you guys, man. Love you guys, man. Keep doing what you do, man. Take care, man. All right, bro. Beautiful.